Good morning. Welcome to Declaring Victory. This is JC. Good morning, JC. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. And you? I am great. Thank you. Thank you. I'm great, too. Good. Good to be here. I haven't heard you ladies in a minute. It's good to hear your sound. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you very well. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Glad to hear your voice, boy. I tell you, it's been a while. I know. I try to get on sometimes, but and then now the time has changed. I'm an hour before you guys. I'm just, oh. Yeah. You have a great day as well, and I hope you ladies had a great Thanksgiving. Oh, sure did. Good, good. The son here and the grandkids, I was happy. <laughs> oh, good for you. Good for you. Okay, I'm going to go on mute now. All right, sweetie. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Did anyone else join? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Morning, JC. This is Elsie. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Thank you. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning, morning JC. JC. This Good is Prashanda. Good morning. And who else was that? I'm sorry. Good morning, Miss Magnificent. Happy Saturday. Oh, happy Saturday. Good morning to you both. Good morning, JC. It's good to hear you. This is Diane. Hi, Diane. I thought about you this morning. I've been a minute. Good morning. It's good to be heard. And it's good to hear you as well. Yes. Good to hear all of you. God bless you. You guys have a good day. You too. Thank you, sweetie. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Priscilla. Good morning, Priscilla. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. This is JC. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning, JC and family. This is Bubbly. Hey, sis. How are you? Good morning, sweetie. How are you? I miss you. I was just going to say, I miss you. Yeah, we're going to Yes, we do. (laughs) Okay, sweetie. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning, JC. Good morning, family. This is Brother Dwayne and Sister Sarah. Good morning, Brother Dwayne and Sister Sarah. Happy Saturday. Anyone Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Anyone else join the call? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Happy Saturday. Good morning, good morning. Anyone else? Good morning. This is Leomia. 
Good morning. Happy Saturday. Welcome to Declare Victory. Thank you. Happy Saturday to, to Thank you. Thank you very much. Anyone else? Good morning. Hey, good morning. This is Tessa. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Good morning. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning, Victory family. It's Pam. Happy Saturday and love y'all. Hi, Hi, Pam. Happy Saturday. Love you too, sweetheart. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Did anyone else join the line? Would like to say hello or good morning? Okay, now good morning. Good morning once again. Good morning. Declare... Good morning. And who is that? This is Cynthia. Hi, Cynthia. Happy Saturday. Um, good morning. Um, I'm really hurting. I'm not happy for me right now. I'm so sorry to hear that, Cynthia. We will definitely lift you up in prayer, sweetie. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, don't cry, honey. God got you. We will definitely lift you up in prayer, okay? <laughs> All righty. Good morning. Good morning. Anyone else like to say good morning before we get started? Okay, what's well, time to get started? Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello again, my name is JC and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Thank you for joining us in November for the monthly theme has been reset. Make sure you join us in December because our theme will be focused. We know that God will bless us through our wonderful and gifted declarers. There's one announcement today. We encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org paypal.me forward slash declare victory or cash app dollar sign declare victory we pray many blessings by our heavenly father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him there are no prayer calls via the app we do have one spoken prayer prayer request from cynthia can we please lift cynthia up today uh call out her name Keep her in prayer. In Jesus' name, Cynthia, we are definitely praying for you, sweetie. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Bubbly. The declaration will be brought by Sarah and Duane. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. Once again, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Bubbly. Declaration will be brought by Sarah and Duane. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the Declares. Sarah and Dwayne. The scripture for today is from 1 Peter 1 and 13. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, 
Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior bubbly of the day. You guys have a blessed day. Amen. I pray that the Lord will bless and protect you and that he will show you mercy and kindness. May the Lord be good to you and give you peace. Heavenly Father, we just come before you, God, this morning with a heart of thanksgiving and an attitude of gratitude, Lord. We just thank you right now, God, for protecting us, Lord God, and with through another night and waking us up this morning, Lord God. God, how excellent is your name. How wonderful are you are, God. Lord God, we thank you for this last Saturday of November, Lord God, this 11th month of this year of 2020, Lord God. God, we thank you that you have brought us this far, Lord God. We come before you, Lord God, just wanting to remind you of and thank you for your grace, God, and your mercy, Lord God, and your hedge of protection that you put around us each and every day, Lord God. Even through these struggling times of this year, Lord God, you have still been with us, Lord God. You keep us, you kept us, God, that we can continue to go on, Lord God, in your name, Father God. We just love you, God, and we just thank you, Father. God, we thank you right now, Father God, for all the things that you have kept us from, you have blessed us with, Lord Jesus. God, we thank you, God, for your mercy, God, is new every morning, God. We thank you, Father God, for uh, getting together each and every day, Lord God. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for my um, my health and my strength, Lord God. Protect those, Lord God, who are out there in these elements, Lord God. It is so cold outside today. And, Lord God, somebody's bed had to be the concrete, Lord God. We th- I No, we thank you for hedging um, out. Oh, God. We thank you, Lord God, for keeping us in warm homes and roof over our heads and blankets to sleep with. And God, we just thank you, Father God. We're lifting up Cynthia, Lord God. We never know what anybody is going through, God, but you know. You know all about us, Lord. You made us and you keep us, Lord God. Whatever it is, Father God, just be with her, God. Cover her, God. Give her your peace, Lord God. There there is no peace like your peace, God. Lord God, as we go through this rest of this month and the rest of this year, Lord God, we will continue to trust you, Lord God. Trust you in all things and everything, Lord God. And as we go through this rest of this month, Lord God, thank you for the reset. Every day we have an opportunity to reset our lives, reset our day, reset um, our lives, God. We we just need you right now, God. We can't do nothing without you. I am so blessed to be able to be on this call, Lord God, and to share a word with your people, God. We thank you for Sarah and Dwayne, that will be bringing your word today, the declaration of today, Lord God. Forgive me, oh God, for all of the things that I have done 
knowing and unknowing, Lord God, knowing that you still will be right there in the midst of whatever it is that we are doing in our lives that is not pleasing to you, Lord God, that is not uplifting somebody else's life, Lord God. Help us to be able to speak a word over somebody's life today. Someone may be going through the bereavement, Lord God. Ask that you give them your peace and touch them in the name of Jesus, God. Somebody may be lonely today, Lord God. Let them know that you uh, you will be there for them, Lord God. Somebody may be hungry today, Lord God. Let us give them something to eat and not necessarily food, but give them a word that they can meditate and chew on it and be lifted up, oh God. Lord God, I just thank you, God. We just thank you, Lord God. Lord God, we ask you to touch this nation, Lord God. Touch this nation because we need you, God. We need you, God. We need you right now, Lord God. And everything, Lord God. And everything, give your name the praise, Lord God. We will lift up your name, Lord God, because your name is worthy to be praised, Lord God. Ask, oh God, that you continue to wrap your loving arms around Dion and her family, Lord God. Thank you for giving her a vision and her yes, God. Thank you for all of those who call in, our sisters and our brothers in Christ, Lord God. We don't know what any of us may be going through, but we know who we can pray to and know that it will be done, Father God. I want I, I worship you this morning. We worship you this morning, God, because there's no one like you, Lord God. As we go out of one presidency with President Trump, President Trump and go into the new presidency with President Biden and Kamala Harris, the new administration, Lord God. I ask, oh God, that you keep your loving arms and cover them and protect them, Lord God, as they try to turn this world, this nation around, Father God. We will continue to pray for President Trump, Lord God, because you know all about him, God. You know all about his thoughts, Lord God. Have your way in his life, Father. Touch on all of the administrations, oh God, the Congress, the Senate, the governors, the mayors, Lord God. I ask, oh God, that we as a people would listen to them and and let them, let, let them their words be what you would want them to say, Lord God. And help us, oh God, to be obedient, Lord God. When they say wear your mask, to wear your mask. To say to keep continuing to wash your hands and sanitizing your hands, Lord God. Ask that we will be obedient with that, Lord. Bless the families who may be going through COVID right now, Father God. Bless and, and bless and keep the ones whose families are in the hospital and they can't get to them, Lord God. We ask, oh God, that you give them your strength, Lord God. We give them your strength. You give us your strength, Lord God. We just thank you, God, and we give your name all the praise, all the glory, and all of the honor. And as we take our phones off, Heavenly Father, off of mute, that we give you our best praise this morning, Father God, from state to state, from city to city, Lord God, from county to county, Lord God. I thank you, O God, that our sister Renee made it home to South Carolina faith, Lord. Thank you for the travel. We honor you and we magnify 
Almighty oh, God. Glory to Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, we thank you for food today, on our table, God, and we are seeking your faith. Giving thanks to you, merciful Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. How we bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for a voice to speak in our ear, Father, Lord God. Thank you, 
for allowing us, uh, Auntie here, uh, to the, to bring forth the word that the Lord has for us, and may He show up and show out this morning. Um, it seems fitting uh, this time of year to have the topic be reset um, for our family, particularly it makes sense to us because uh, very frequently this time of year between Thanksgiving, December, there's a lot of resetting. That happens for us as a family over the years. Um, we've had new jobs come up during this time period. We've had uh, emotional relations, like starting over into new areas. Uh, a couple of years ago, um, this Thanksgiving time period, I reconnected with my father and my sister after 27 years. You know, that was a big reset. Um, for us, it kind of comes to the norm. We, we know there's a refreshing or something new happening. Uh, for our nation, for our world, um, people are definitely looking for a reset <laughs> right about now. Um, looking for things to to really, some folks just want to strip everything down and restart from scratch. Some people are just like, can we get back to a certain time period? Um, so it seems very, very fitting. Um, for us, uh, what was kind of coming to us um, was, uh, there are a few kinds of resets um, uh, that can happen in life and that the Lord kind of brings us through. Um, first and foremost is, you know, the Lord coming in as our Savior uh, when when we accept him and, and make uh, our lives, uh, or he makes our lives brand new. Uh, I want to read um, from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 to 21. And this is the... Uh, English Standard Version, um, so it's starting at 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new crea- he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and not in uh, entrusting to us the message, well, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Um, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Um, You know, on that day that we accept the Lord as our Savior, on that day, um, you know, we're going back and becoming new. Like, I mean, that's like hard factory settings, going back to wiping the slate clean, um, going back to ground zero. Uh, That's that's a major hard hard reset, right? Um, when, When I hear the term reset, you know, growing up in age of video games, um, you know, I still like I still like my video games. Um, there's a couple of different types of adventure uh, adventure games uh, that go on. Um, the first type, it, you know, you have fun, you do your best as you're playing the game. You got a certain amount of lives, but when those lives are used up, that's it. You literally have to start again from scratch. Like however far you got. Um, however much success you had, uh, you got to go back to the beginning. So, you know, hopefully you learn from your previous mistakes 
um, or, or your discoveries uh, to do better the next time around, but there's nowhere, you know, that was saved. There's nothing that is on the game itself been saved or sticks around. You just got to start all over again. Very similar to like a, a computer hard reset. You just kind of, you're wiping everything clean. You're going back to the beginning of things. That happens, um, you know, when we first come to the Lord. That also happens when we've gone through life, we've been with the Lord, but we stray away. We we negate him. We go just a lot of dumb directions, right? We make a lot of mistakes. We We think we know what we're doing or we, you know, even if we do or not, we just kind of take things into our own hands to a major degree and just really start to fall, you know, things start to fall apart um, to the point when we finally realize we don't have it all together. We don't have any of the answers and our way was not necessarily the best way. Um, and those are often the times when we cry out for a bigger reset in life. Um, in Isaiah chapter 43, um, I want to speak as well, but um, it's Isaiah 43, verses 1 to 2, and then eight, I'm skipping 18 to 19. And it says, um, but, but now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. And then skipping to 18, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, when Isaiah wrote this down, when he was speaking this, declaring this to, to uh, it was the people of Judah. It was the kingdom of Judah. Uh, this is a time period when Israel was split in half. And so you had the northern kingdom, Israel, and the southern kingdom, Judah. Um, and Isaiah was speaking to the kings and, and the, the nation of Judah, the, the southern kingdom. And it was in a time period when on the outside, they were doing really, really good. Judah was becoming a powerhouse and strong in commercial uh, business and in military. Um, during uh, the reign of uh, King Uzziah, uh, he had a 52-year reign, and they were prospering. Um, financially, military, just infrastructure-wise, it, it looked all good. But he slowly they were dec decreasing or going backwards spiritually. They were removing themselves from the Lord. They, at this point, really had empty rituals that they were doing, and they were falling into idolatry. Um, his son came onto the throne then, King Jotham, and it's kind of more of the same. Um, he did his overall duties uh, as king well, uh, even before his father's death, because uh, Isaiah actually fell into leprosy because he thought, hey, I'll just take over even the priesthood. Like, I'm king. I'm making everything else go well. I'm just going to handle the spiritual side of the country as well. And it wasn't even his place. And he got cursed with leprosy 
his son took over, but didn't learn anything, still letting the altars and, and evil come about. And then going down into uh, when King Ahaz took over from age 25 to 41. And he actually even separated himself even further. So you have the two different nations and there was an alliance being formed with the northern kingdoms. And Ahaz was just like, I know you're our, our people, our brethren, but I'm not with it. Um, they, they were formed, there was an alliance being formed against the Assyrians who were going to come to attack. And Ahaz was like, no, we're good. We, we don't need you. And eventually when there started to be then a lot of beef between Israel itself, Ahaz then joins forces with the Assyrians, who were the enemy of the nation in general, again, taking things into his own hand and says, and then comes against um, the rest of the nation even building an altar um, uh, and coming away from the Lord. So at this point, the Lord sees all this wickedness, all this happening. Could have really just devastated us, but still you can hear um, as, as Isaiah speaks, he's called the evangelical um, uh, prophet, because even in the midst of trying to correct and trying to let you know, you know, the Babylonians are going to come and take you over if you don't change, if you don't make a change into your recourse. Like there's bad coming down the line, y'all. I want you to know, you know, kings, people understand you wait. The direction you're going is not leading to any good, but God loves you enough to say the things of, hey, I'll walk you through the waters and you won't drown. I'll get you through the fire. You won't be burned. If you would just reset, come back to me. You know, this at this point, this is a hard reset because you've forgotten who I was. You've forgotten my face. You've forgotten, forgotten my words. Um, you've forgotten all. Yeah, it might be the past, but you just you're thinking of long term past, but you're not realizing each and every day the blessings that have come for you. You've gotten to the point where you can't even recognize what to be thankful for today in the last week, in the last month. That doesn't make him feel any <laughs> really good. That doesn't bring joy to the, to, to the heart of God. That doesn't make him very pleased with us. But he's faithful and just to forgive. And still, regardless of how far they went, regardless of how far we go, willing to forgive, willing to renew, willing to hit that reset and give us a place to become anew. I think you make a really good point. Um, when we partner, when we get out of our thankfulness and we partner with resentment, we, we can easily begin to make those things that we want or think that we need an idol. And that is literally what happened is they began to look other than the father for answers, other gods, other idols. You know, for them, it could have been statues or just the division of their hearts. But it's not much different today when we look at the things that we don't have. And that's the danger. And we'll share a little bit later about our testimony and our marriage and the things that that we began to look at and our partner that we 
that we wanted from them instead of looking at what the father was going to do for us. And that's a really big key <laughs> as to, um, as to where the Lord is consistently pursuing our hearts, even in the midst of us looking at other things and making them idols, he still pursues us, which is incredible because his grace, even in the old Testament was, I mean, he was overlooking a lot of stuff, making a way where there wasn't any way for them to escape what they, what they partnered with in the first place. So that I just uh, I just want, had to comment there because I think that was a really important key. Definitely, um, you, you said it quite well. The there's a lot of things the father even in this time when, when uh, it's also in this chapter. So yes, there's overlooking the sins and the evil, and and saying I'm still going to bring you back. But he even speaks in a portion. Of, of that scripture that I, I, I didn't read it out, but um, he speaks on what he did and who, you know, he gave up for them. He had to destroy Egypt, right? Um, Cush and Seba. There were nations and countries of people that he had to devastate and destroy for the sake of Israel. Like, you, y'all are costly. <laughs> like, he's trying to let you know. It costs something for me to stick this out with you. It cost me, you know, this is, be, it didn't even, like, this is before, so it didn't cost Jesus yet, but there was bloodshed for Israel's sake, for God's chosen people's sake, even before he gave us his son, right? Like, I drowned Pharaoh and all his boys. I devastated nations for your sake to keep you whole and to try to keep you pure. And you're still dumb enough to keep going back to some stuff. And I still, like, I will do more for my people. We can say, man, that's not fair. Like, I know in this day and age, we're like, hey, that's not fair to all those nations and all. I am no place to argue like that. This is God, right? He's loving this nation, saying, you're my own. I take you on. And literally, I've let nations crumble to the ground for your sake. Understand you are costly. And I'm willing to make that, and I'm going to do more. But you have, like, stop and think for a minute of what, you know, for your sake even, how does people's life, life have to change? How does things around you in the environment for your good? God has to move some stuff and do some stuff to bring you back onto himself um, uh, or really to make your path straight. What does God have to do? I really liked um, when you used the example of um, resetting in a in a game, and I don't know how detailed you really went into it, but I I said something this morning when you were when Dwayne was kind of going over you know the teach. I said, remember the day when you could reset your computer back to factory settings? See, the interesting thing about that is. Um, when God is doing a reset in your life, he has to remove the old and install the new. And factory settings means it's not like you're you're completely without information. <clears throat> they design the computers in a way that you can still function and add, add take away, whatnot. Factory settings has already has um, programs written that you can't erase. There's things in there that are already 
<clears throat> there are things in people's lives that have already been established, right? The moment you come to Christ, he's establishing in you, consistently establishing in you. And those things, the things that are grounded on him, the foundation of Christ, are never going away. That's never going away. <clears throat> but even though even though you may have accepted Christ or you know a family member who's accepted Christ when they were little, and throughout the years they've added some things in their life that are not Christ, when God is going to do a divine reset in your life, he's removing some things and installing something. He's establishing new things found with foundation on Christ. <clears throat> but if you've ever seen... If you've ever tried to reset your cell phone back to factory settings and you're like, ooh, I don't really want to get rid of, like, my games, you know, (laughs) there's certain things that we want to hang on to. And that's where Jesus comes in and he says, but I'm doing a new thing. Like, sure, I know you like your games but they're not establishing me. Imagine if you established it in me, how much better that's where it's, that's where you step from um, the old ways, right. into a life of abundance. The Lord knew where he was taking the Israelites. They didn't have any idea how abundant that life was going to be, how new the, you know, their life was going to begin. And he had to do quite, you know, 40 years of resetting with those folks. Right, because uh, even when he takes us out of old things, he has to do a reset in our mind because we're still in slave mentality. So there's a process of resetting that can take place. Amen. Um, that gives a good segue. Uh, yes, there is that reset. You know, you're, you're wiping the slate clean, and there's the major, major work of, of cleaning out and, and basically ripping some bad information out of you. Um, then there's, uh, you know, like I said, there's that, that type of video game, the first part where you've got to go all the way back to the beginning and just everything is lost when you've lost your lives, right? And then you've got those more storytelling, storyline games, uh, adventure games, where you, you have um, checkpoints along the way those are the really longer ones this is for the long haul games you know that's going to take you you know weeks to months or what have you and so along the line you've got checkpoints to where you've gotten all the secret like treasures you've got to pick up or you've done all the main um uh all the main uh missions and assignments along the way but you don't want to have to lose those because it's going to take like it's just way too far back. So you have those points. Like if you die and lose your lives, you're going to come back to this particular point, like this mark in history. You don't have to go all the way back to the beginning. Like you, you've only, you strayed here or there. You've done some things like we're not perfect, right? We're human beings. So we're going to slip up and mess up. But it's not to the extreme where when we reset with God, we've got to go back to square one because he's like, we've gone through a whole lot together. We don't need to go all the way back, but there is a certain point you stopped following or you kind of went your way and off the path and we got to come back to this spot. 
I, I think that there may be people that have played Super Mario in, in this in this group, you know. I'm not huge but I on on video games, but I if you haven't played them, maybe your children or grandchildren have played video games and there's like with Super Mario, like you have your different levels. Every at the end of every level is a big evil monster, giant, etc. And you have to have the specific strategy to take the bad guy down at the end. And if you don't, you have like three to five lives and you you burn, you keep trying different techniques and strategies to take down the giant at the end of that level. And so you might be on level five, but everything from one to four has been already saved. So you don't actually have to go all the way back to level one to play through. You can actually start at level five. And I think that's what's, that's what's so great of an analogy of our walk with Christ is because anything that we've uh, the Lord has taught us how to strategize and plan and take down the giants in our life is valid. And you can only work from the last giant that you slayed. So <clears throat> all those little ones don't count anymore. He's and each giant, each, each monster keeps getting bigger and bigger so that by the time you're in level 10, you might be fighting off like five ugly monsters right and then of course um if you if you look at they had books back in the day that online you can get cheat sheets and you can get little you can read ahead and study right kind of like when we read the word and we study and we can get the revelations of how to take down the giants without any problem whatsoever and so i just i thought i would set that a little bit for you, babes, because there may be people in here that never played those games, but that's kind of what it looks like. No, that was that went really well with the analogy. Um, no, thank you for that. Uh, it sets the uh, really. I mean, that really puts uh, a picture into it. Thank you. Um, going with those those small resets, those uh, getting back to that checkpoint. Um, in Job, uh, chapter 11, 13 through 20, um, now this is his friend Zophar speaking of, um, well, let me read it first. So it says, uh, so Job, chapter 11, starting at 13, if you prepare your heart, you will stretch out your hands toward him. If iniquity is in your hand, put it far away and let not injustice dwell in your tents. Surely then you will lift up your face without blemish. You will be secure and will not fear. You will forget your misery. You will remember it as waters that have passed away. And your life will be brighter than the noonday. Its darkness will be like the morning. And you will feel secure because there is hope. You will look around and take your rest in security. You will lie down, and none will make you afraid. Many will court your favor, but the eyes of the wicked will fail. All way and uh, all way of escape will be um, 
lost to them, and their hope is to breathe their last. Um, this is interesting because this is uh, the four, you know, at this point, it's, it's when Job is basically having a pity party. <laughs> um, and like, I'm, I'm righteous and I've done no wrong and all these things. And so far as like, you know, you can say all you want, you're, you know, you've done no wrong, there's nothing against you, and you literally have no sin in your heart, but who are you to speak on who God is and the way he does things? Like, were you there from day one? Um, and you say, just check if there's anything in you, if there's any iniquity, anything in your hand. And iniquity is not necessarily your stuff either. Iniquity can be your family line. Like, you are human. You come from humans humans that mess some stuff up. You have things throughout the family, throughout whatever, and it may come to you, as we've had to do, that you even have to repent for the sake of your family and the stuff that carries, because in the, in the law, you know, in the courtrooms of heaven, that stuff still sticks. There might need to be a reset simply for your family of a lot of stuff that might not be your fault. But your family, like somebody's got, like there is still... It has to be acknowledged. It has to be taken care of. Um, so there are those factory resets. Like there was a lot of work done up to a point. But whether it be you, whether it be your family line, whatever, there are some things that need to be taken care of. And we can never forget that we're human and we're faulty. Um, but also the good news, you don't have to go all the way back to square one. Um, God has, there are those things you've learned along the way, hopefully, or those things that God has instilled along the way that don't have to be relearned, right? Those things you've learned from the past previous giants, like Sarah said, that are still in there, and you've got a place that, you know, we don't have to go past this. I was also going to say that there's usually two reasons why you can't get past the level with the, the giant in your life. One, if you can't take the, down the giants, it's because you're trying to take them down on your own, which is never going to work, by the way. I've tried it. <laughs> and or you've come into agreement with the giants and let them stay in your life. Those are the two reasons why you're not going to be able to get to the next level and you're going to get stuck. And you're going to feel like that guy on that movie, um, Groundhog Day, and you're going to be like, if I could just wake up to a brand new day. I, I'm saying this because there's people here on this call that are feeling this way. They're feeling this way, and they're feeling stuck, and they just can't get past, and they just want a reset, right? And I believe that God is saying that He wants to take down the giant. He doesn't want you to take down the giant. He wants to take down the giants in your life. But that means there's a surrendering that needs to take place and a letting go of the reins of how things may look or how they're, what you think is going to happen. Because when he took the Israelites out of Egypt, it certainly wasn't the way they thought it was going to happen. Right? And there's freedom and there's victory over rather it be personal, family, generational things that he wants to remove because before you can get, see the reset um, comes when we come to the end of ourselves. 
when we realize we um, we can't get past the giant, God has to supernaturally remove the giant, but we have to allow him to weaponize us, right? Because anybody who's played a, a video game knows that you can get upgrades. And the only way we get upgrades is if we're given upgrades. And the only way you can get the upgrade is if you actually pick up the things along the way, right? So I've seen it before. I used to watch people play that Super Mario. They can, they can run that little guy all the way through a level without picking up the goodies along the way, and they can get to the next level, um, usually. But then if they don't have the weapons that they need for a specific monster, they, may, they can't get that, take that monster down. So then they have to go all the way back to the beginning and, re- and pick up the specialized thing because they learn, oh, I need this special thing to get this special weapon. See, there's things that God wants to teach you through the process of um, what, you're, what he's getting to, ready to take you into. See, there's a, there's a phrase I love to use. There's a purpose and the process to your promise. So there's a purpose for what he wants you to pick up along the way because it weaponizes you to take down this giant to get you to your next level. Oh, wow, that's actually perfect. Um, there were two points, and, and you hit them pretty good. Uh, definitely the second one. Uh, there are two points I want to put in here. Um, like when you said you don't do this alone. One, yes, it is with our Father and with God, but also he gives us allies, right? He gives us friends and allies um, to help us in our journey. Uh, James 5.16 reads, uh, it's James 5.16, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. I love how it says as it is working because there's plenty of times we know we make prayers and it doesn't seem like anything's necessarily happening. But it says that there's great power in the prayer as it is working and you may not perceive or see anything that's been happening. But it's like it says, confess your sins to one another. You need your brothers, your sisters. You need your community. You need the local church. You need your, your brethren, your fellow believers to uplift you because there's times when you've gone through that round, that level so many times you feel stuck in Groundhog Day, like I'm getting into the same thing. I'm getting through it again. I'm going to do this battle again. I'm doing this battle again. And in your own power, like, why do you? Why are you trying to be a superhero all by yourself? And he's giving you allies. Like Sarah said, you could try to skim through like these. You might have gone through a few trials and a few tests and whatever on your own and, and made it. You know, we could say uh, we have an old supervisor that says, you know, in the test, like, what grade did you get this time? You might have a C minus. You might have to do that level over again or that, that assignment or that test. You might have to do that over again. There's lots of us that we've, we've passed. But we're going to have to do it again because we passed with like a C minus and God is about excellence, right? You didn't get everything along the way that you should have. But also we've got people to help you in the process of that reset that are praying you through, that are giving you that strength. Um, And then uh, I love how you said uh, upgrade because Acts 2 speaks on like the greatest upgrade, right? Uh, Christ died. He's buried. Disciples feel at a loss. He's brought them back together to give a great commission, but says, wait on me 
till the help till till the helper comes, right? And so you've got a couple of set places here where one they're hiding and they're running and they find themselves together, and then Jesus reveals himself like I'm here, I did rise again, and their spirits are up. But he's like, but you need something else before you go forth. And so then you've got the upper room uh, experience in Acts two um, with the disciples. Uh, they felt they were at the greatest loss. They assumed they were in defeat, but when they were regathered. They were given a commission and then empowered with the Holy Spirit. Like this type of reset is you've gotten an upgrade. Like I need to do a new thing and bring you bring you to where I see you, empower you for what's ahead. Right? Like you've done good up to this point. You're even following me. You, you within your own power, just by listening, you did all good. But there's a higher thing. Like the Holy Spirit needs to come in because what you got ahead of you. There ain't no way you're going to do that in your own power. Or you're going to keep coming back to this spot right here until you figure it out, until you know that from this point forward, you can only do it through me. And then the greatest reset of all, you know, and this is kind of like, this is the end of the game, right? Like typically in Mario or those kind of games, you come to the point when you defeat, when you come get to the end, it's when, the land is renewed, right? Like the darkness that's been over the land and the eating it away, everything is black and ugh, and just, you know that the demonic thing or the evil force or whatever has taken over the land and just decimated it. Typically in those old school, especially old school Nintendo, Sega games, at the end, you see all the color come back to life, all the, like it has reset the land and the environment and the kingdom has come back and is reestablished even greater than before. And I want to read from Revelation 21.4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Um, chapter 21 of Revelation speaks of the new heaven, the new earth, and new Jerusalem. The kingdom established in all its glory, the darkness being vanquished, and the, the, the light, the color, the life of the new kingdom bringing the ultimate reset, which is what we're all working towards. It's what we're all seeking. But don't seek so far into the future, like that's the only place any good is going to happen, and there's nothing in Like this is a long, this is your life. This is a long haul game, right? This is an adventure. This is a journey that's not it's not just the end result. You're not just looking at the end result. That's going to be great and wonderful. Don't get me wrong. But there are some resets available along the line to keep you going and to make life worthwhile. Don't forget those. So I am grateful at the end of the year. I'm grateful for every time there's a reset in life. Doesn't necessarily have to be the hard one to bring me back to square one. I've kind of gone through too much life to go back to square one. You know, our marriage has been almost 20 years it's way too much to go back to square one <laughs> but there it's just been too long Sorry. um we'd love to go back and some things like yeah i wouldn't do it that way but there are those landmarks in our marriage in our life where it's like if you need a reset you're just gonna come back because we did a great work in 2016 god can say right for us it was a great work and like 2018 you don't have to go past that if you need a reset just remember what was done to that point go from there
you have anything else? Here? No, not really. <laughs> um, I love this. I just love everything about reset. I think it's because it's so close to our hearts um, and what God did in our marriage, what he did in our, um, in our healing process. Uh, four years ago, he did a, he did like a major reset in my heart specifically. And then, and then he would, he is, has been uh, just he's just been constantly hitting the reset button in certain areas I would say of our life and what's interesting is um, he would show me uh, I don't know if anybody has and if you haven't watched it yet please do um, he I used to have dreams about the movie Far and Away and it had Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman in it and they're they're um, from Ireland and it's just this whole thing about Tom is wanting his own land and they go through all of this stuff, but at the very end scene um, is, is back in, in, in a, where they're going to claim land and you have to run, uh, you know, with your horse and get the flag, uh, yeah, out west, get the flag and, and strike the land with the flag and be the first one to do it in order to get it. Of course, you know, there's fighting over it and people die because they shoot each other and whatnot. But, um, at the very end, um, Tom uh, gets shot, and then he comes back to life, and him and Nicole Kidman together hold that flag, and they strike the, uh, strike the land, and they've claimed it. And, and uh, the other day, I was just like, how beautiful that the Lord would show me that in dreams, because he was showing me all along, since even I was a child, that he was going to show me how to take land even generationally through my bloodline and that it was going to be new land and new beginnings and then the other day I was thinking about it and he's like oh but by the way that's it's you have to build on the land and I'm like what like <laughs> like I just realized Oh, like a new beginning is wonderful and awesome to think about new things. But now he's going to teach us how to build on the new thing that he's done in our lives from the very beginning. I mean, Tom and, uh, you know, couples that claim land back then or people who claim land, they didn't just like all of a sudden have a, a community. They, just, they had to build on it. And so then that's when he's now he's teaching us what it means to be more apostolic in our, and building people, building community. Uh, we can't build on our own. We need community. We need each other, you know, and that's, that's a whole other teach. But I just wanted to just say that, like, when God sits, sets a reset in your life and he's going to, that, um, that then he's going to teach you, if you allow him, um to build on it and and let me just say that when he does it it's accelerated mm. when we do it we got to be walking around oh, that right. that pond for a while it's going to take us 40 years and then some right because we we if we try to do it on our own we're going to do it all wrong but if we allow him to do it it's going to be accelerated and because we realize that we're not doing it on our own he's going to send people he's going to bring he's going to build a community and all of a sudden it gets done in no time because we realize that everything that when you come into a community of people that everything that that he um he's reset in your life 
the people that he brings in your life is like a reset, okay? So you're not going to end up with the same dysfunctional people in your life. He's going to remove those people, and he's going to put bring in healthy people that actually want to help you build the dreams that he has for you. Come on, and so I just want you, I just want to encourage you with that because it's, yeah, it's a new beginning, right? There's some new things that God is doing in our lives. There's new things that he's doing. But he, when, when we realize we, how much God loves us, he, we be, and, and we begin to flow out of the love that we receive from the Father, we attract the same kind of people that love Jesus. And those people come and they want to be a part of building the kingdom of heaven to, here on earth. And so God is bringing people into your life to help bring kingdom because now he's reset and nothing... Just think about the difference it's been when you try to do thing in your some a thing in your own power versus when you allow the Lord to do a thing and it multiplies, hmm. right? That's how you know the fruit of what what is His and what is not. You'll see when you try to do something in your own power, it doesn't go anywhere. But you see to do something when God does it, and that means there's going to be a whole lot of faith action, <laughs> right? That means that you're not going to see what He wants. He's not going to show you everything he's going to ask you to step and you're going to step in faith and then he brings and then you see him do this it, so because he gets the glory it's all for his glory and so anyways i just had to throw that little bit in there but i'm done <laughs> <laughs> thank you no thank you love that was excellent and um and I just want to pray, Father God, thank you for this time of speaking to us. Thank you, Father God, for the seed that was planted. Thank you for um, your word uh, that is truthful and powerful. I pray, Lord, that, that what was spoken, Lord God, is planted in the hearts and the good soil of people's hearts, and that will be watered, Lord Jesus, um, and, and that you will put the increase. May uh, what was received, I pray that people heard what they needed to hear from you, and that everything will be added on from this point, not washed away, but Lord, that this um, can be uh, a point of reset, right? A, a, a save point um, for some people to reflect on, maybe listen to again or read from notes, Lord Jesus, but uh, that they heard um, what you were saying to them, Lord Jesus, um, right here and right now. Uh, thank you for this time, Father God, and, and again, Bless the increase of what was heard today in Jesus' name. Amen. And just a reminder, uh, so next month is going to be focused. The, the theme is going to be focused. Um, you want, don't want to miss it. Listen out to it for the declarers on, on receiving what the Lord has to do and focusing probably onto the new year, right? Um, if anyone didn't get the chance to say hello in, in the beginning, um, go ahead, unmute, and, and give a shout out. Good morning, it's Nancy Nikisha. Great to hear your sound. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Thank you for their declaration and for that great information. Thank you. Hey, good morning, guys. It's Didi. Love you. Blessings. Hey. Amazing word. Thank you for that. Ooh, mm -hmm. I'm refreshed and about to reset everything. Love you guys. Uh, love you, sister. Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Great word this morning. Great to hear your sound. Have a great day. You too, Pam. Thank you so much. Hey, good morning. It's Moxie Mona. 
Great work, Ellie. Mm-hmm. As always, I can listen to you guys all day. I was just sitting here, just laying here, just listening like a story. Thank you. God bless you, sister. God bless you, too. Good morning, it's Rochelle. Thank you guys for that refreshing word on this Saturday. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Good morning, it's Krishanda. Great decoration. Morning, God bless oh, you guys. Blessings to you. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. God bless you guys. We love you so much. Thank you. God bless. Good morning. This is Gloria. Dwayne and Sarah, thank you so much for that blessed um, and encouraging declaration. God bless you. Glad to hear it. If anyone, um, if you still have, want to say hello, go right ahead. And and, and anyone, if uh, anything you want to share on on or or reflect on, ask questions or what have you, go right ahead. Hey, good morning. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So um, when I. Um, after hearing what Sarah has said about resetting, like, the computer or whatever it is or the video game, it's been so long. I don't remember what it does when I reset the video game. But um, I've often reset this uh, mobile device. And then um, mm. I just wanted to include this because there's an option to back up and reset. And so the feature of the backup, I believe, is to save or, um, as Sarah put it, hold on to something. Um, But in the, um, I guess, spiritual or biblical way for the backup, I will look at it as learning experience. And you put it back up in the back of your mind and because you know the outcome or use it as a learning experience and allow God to reset you to do that new thing. So um, that was radical. I could really relate to everything that you both spoke on. And now I'm just going to apply it to my little old day so that I can can reset or don't have to constantly reset um, so that I can live a prosperous life. Thank you. Um, Peace and blessings. I thank God for you both and the whole DV family. I like when I like that back up. When you said it for some reason, I envisioned like literally backing up and taking a look at. It. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reset is there's things that we have to back up and see what God has done and what we mm-hmm. do need to save because that's important too. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. I love you both. Rock your day. Hey, it's nourishing. Um, I was going to say something else, but when Kendrick spoke, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. that I got to change what I was going to say. Um, that was dope, Kendrick. Thank you. Um, what I was thinking was, like when you said, if you do it on your own, then it's not going to be right. 
when God does it, it's it's going to be perfect. He's going to bring community and stuff like that. So, wow, that's just beautiful. But I, I love my Declare Victory family. I, I really love to hear when uh, people get their different perspectives on the same um, declaration because we're coming with our own experiences and how God just brings us all together. So it's just a beautiful day, great way to start this weekend, and I'm looking forward to uh, the next month to see what the declarers have to say and the discussions after. Love you all. Be blessed. Much love. Hey, good morning. I, I was hoping that whoever's watching dishes, are y'all done? Because y'all can come do mine. <laughs> I, I mean, for real. <laughs> I love you guys as well. Um, and Sarah, you said, and I was trying to get to my tablet to write, but you were talking about how, or maybe Duane, was it you, but about the blessings that we overlook sometimes and we don't really think how blessed we truly are, like even even now as we speak, how blessed we really are just to be here, just to wake up, just to breathe, just to, you know, still be functioning with everything that's going on, just, just blessed. We're just blessed to just to open our eyes. But then you talked about resentment. What Do you remember that piece, what you said? Because I was trying to, it's like holding on to resentment instead of just counting your blessings and or something to that effect. Yeah, so um one of the things that I realized um in the the process of coming to my end before God reset me was that I was focusing so much on the things that I didn't have, rather it be things that I didn't have or things that I felt like my husband should have been providing for me that I started partnering with resentment. And it literally almost killed our marriage completely and destroyed any chance of a ministry that we would have together, which I knew that I knew that in my heart or hearts that that's what God wanted for us. But when we partner with, there's, we don't, we don't set out thinking we're going to partner with a giant. Mm Mm-mm. The enemy works really hard to get us to focus on the things, and that might be something for next month, but he works really hard to get us to focus on things outside of God's goodness. And so we'll focus on what we can't have. We'll focus on what our husbands are not doing for us, our family members are not doing for us. And then before too long, we've partnered with an idol, a a giant. And when we've done that, we've, we're allowing that thing to reside in our heart, in our land. And when we don't, it says to get rid of the giant. When Jacob and Caleb went into, into the land, he said, yeah, there's giants there, but you're going to have to drive them out. If you go there and you allow them to stay, you, they're going to take over. And that's literally what happens when we part. It's little starts with an ungratefulness and then resentment and then bitterness and then offense and then now we are now we've allowed a giant in our life and we can no longer step into the blessings of God right and and actually partake in the goodness of the land and so that's what that's what part of resetting is is coming to a place of uh, thankfulness which is great for this month because last night my my or two nights ago well for Thanksgiving my family and I kind of do this tradition where we thank God for everything we possibly can. And let me tell you, when we do that and begin to do that, it, it may be hard the first three, four, but then it starts to flow out of us. And then there's this gratefulness that just starts to flow out of our entire lives. 
And all of a sudden, we start getting blessed with the very things that we thank God for. It's life-giving and it's abundant. So um, I'm just saying, you know, we all have to do heart checks all the time because the enemy's not nice. He's going to come in and try and get you to focus on something other than and then our father. And for me and my husband, I was thinking of all the things that he wasn't doing. And that was just based on how I thought he should be doing them. <laughs> right? That's just my one linear thinking. When I got my focus off of that and I focused on my heavenly father and what he could provide, then it took the pressure and the expectation off of my husband. And he actually began to fulfill the very thing that I wanted. I wanted it anyways. Because because it was because one my perspective changed on what I needed, and two I wasn't expecting anything from my husband. I was expecting it from my heavenly father, and my heavenly father can do anything. So, anyways, that's can that's I, the kind of long version. No, I was gonna <laughs> tell yeah. you. Thank you guys so much because what you said has been me and um just being a you know divorced mother so young and just everything that I was resenting of you just summed it up things that I lost. And even though now at 53 and, you know, God's restored me, I have a beautiful marriage, I have beautiful grandchildren, but I couldn't understand why, what that void was, but it was that I was looking at what I felt like I should have had, right? Working for AT&T for 30 years and not being where I thought I should be, you know what I mean? And so listening to you guys, thank you. And I'm in tears now because it's like, I feel like I just got refreshed because the things that I was looking at, it wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. oh, God, I thank you this morning. Thank you. Thank you for that breakthrough that I didn't mm-hmm. even know I needed. So thank you. Amen. Yeah, so good. Um, just this week, um, I realized, and this is just me sharing, but um, I realized that um, sometimes it's hard for me to settle. What We've done a lot of moving in our life, and it's hard for me to settle. And I have an, an amazing job. And, um, and I don't think that I was being grateful enough, but I, I just heard the Holy Spirit so quietly tell me that I'm exactly where I need to be. And sometimes the enemy will come in and make you think that you're supposed to move on or, or, you know, whatever that you're not, he will help make you feel unsettled in a sense. But the moment that I came into agreement with the Holy Spirit that I'm exactly where I need to be, the peace of God just overwhelmed me. And, and that's why we have to activate our discernment because the enemy is going to fish us live. He doesn't want us to stay where we're going to be a blessing. He doesn't want us to stay in the, in the place where God is going to show great favor. He doesn't want us to stay, you know. I'll go when God says to go, but I need to know how to stay when he tells me to stay. <laughs> so that's that's just really good. Hello. Can you hear me? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Oh, you guys, it's, it's such a blessing. I love you guys' decoration. Um, this is Mona, Marcus Mona again, you guys. But what I was just thinking about when, as everybody was talking in, what the spirit was just saying to me of how you know how God has changed um once again my perspective of reset but he also have changed the um just the fear he's throughout you know um the declarations and the understanding of what reset is he has taken the fear out of of reset for me because I used to be you know reset for me it was like oh my god 
so what's going to happen? Like, it's, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> I be, feel that. Uh, what? Yeah, you know, like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, what did I do wrong or what? You know, all that stuff. But now, you know, I just love how our father, you know, is, 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 is the process of what he's doing in me. You know, his good work that he's doing in me that I know he's doing in me of giving me this new perspective of wisdom and understanding of, like, reset. I mean, come on. You know, you wouldn't even think, you know, like how important and how beautiful reset is and can be and listen to um, everybody, you know, perspective of what it is to them and what it's doing for them. It's just been such a... um um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but I know it's just been beautiful. It's just been, you know, heck of cool just to hear and watch and grow from, you know, of, of even making me understand differently of what reset is and not be afraid of it, with, especially with our father, you know. You know, it's mm-hmm. just a trip, you know, just how he is just really, I can really feel now more and more of him being my father. You know, it's it's just more mm-hmm. like, you know, when I come to him with the when I be so scared or when I know I did something wrong, I used to, you know, be the type that, you know, avoided and won't move, you know, run away from him instead of bringing it to him. And to be able to, you know, just be in a space and, and with your heart and you are talking directly to your father and letting him know what's on it, even though he knows it's just it just changes, you know. Just changes, resets you, period. So I'll just take you guys to you guys' declaration and, and how you guys even gave me a new perspective on reset this morning. Thank you. Mona, you spoke. That's, I think, one of my favorite resets right there. Um, when you can reset your relationship with the Lord, when, because uh, I, I hear you on the like, the authority figure of God. And we can walk in fear in that, like, I can't mess up. You know, the old thought processes, you know, that guy with a lightning bolt ready to strike me when I, you know, when I just mess up because I'm me. And, and you know, a lot of times that can come from authority figures in our lives, whether it be our own father or what have you, that you feel, oh, I'm, he's just waiting to punish me because I know I'm no good or I know I'm not good enough. But when you see him as father, as I like to say, daddy, right? Because even if you go down deep like to daddy, you know that's love. You know that you can go into his lap. You know that, um, you know, my kids know, okay, I messed up. I, but I can go to dad. I can say it. I, I, I'll i be loved and held. I might have, you know, to them, like, they fear they would disappoint me. But to our Heavenly Father, who knows everything anyway, you can't even disappoint him. So even that's taken off the, off the table because he already knows what you were going to do before you did it. So you can't even disappoint him. So it's just about love. And him accepting and saying, okay, so this is the way to go. Let's turn from that. I saw it coming anyway, but look, I've already put things in place where it's going to be really easy for you to step away from that. Um, but that main reset of no longer just king and authority and who I'm afraid of, but I know I am loved by this great father that I have. That's, that's, that's top. Yeah, exactly. I am. Um... What Dwayne or when God was getting ready to to reset us, uh, I would have these dreams, and in the dream I would see the number eight, and eight actually means new beginnings because God created the heavens and the earth in seven days, and the eighth day was is the beginning of a new day, a new week, and um, 
And the eight would then turn on its side and become the infinity sign. And the Lord begins um, taking me to verses that talked about his everlasting, unfailing love. And, and, and that was the infinity. And he, what he's saying is that in our new beginning, like, you're going to constantly see my unfailing love. It's never, it's never going to stop. And, and it was, that's just, just such a beautiful picture because in his great love, will he, will he steer me in the right direction? In his great love, will he be there in the valleys and the mountaintops? And will he be there, um, when I'm crying out and when I'm joyful? Um, and he will consistently, um, and his grace and his love show me the, the parts of me that have been tainted um, by the world or by my family or by my perspectives or by my environment. He will, he, by his great love, he, he will show me those because he loves me so much. And I just, when new beginnings, I, I, you should see my kitchen. I have eights everywhere. I, I find them in the weirdest, strange places. One is an, um, a husband and wife together forming the number eight because of his incredible new beginning in our marriage, but also in our life and our children's lives um, through the generational. His unfailing love is, is, is reaching in the past to the present, like all through our bloodlines back to Adam and Eve. That's how, lo- how much he loves us. He's cleansing and cleaning and purifying my entire, entire family line. Well, I mean, that's just incredible to me. Hey, Sarah. Uh, oh, my God. That was so amazing. I mean, from the declaration, even to the mini declaration, just to the breakdown right now. And next month's um, theme is focus. How about that? And the other thing is when you begin to talk about um you know, the bitterness, the resentment and whatnot, all I can see is how um, we get ready to press the reset button and um, we don't discard the the lessons, the pain, the the things that we have learned because those are the things that give us strength. And all I can see is like, you know, how when the professional athletic like Serena, when she get ready to, you know, do something over again, she has to position herself. She has to change her stand. She begins to focus just like LeBron. I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm sorry for who are. But when he gets to that, that three-point shot, and he knows uh, that he has to make it and he's not good. They position themselves and then they look and they focus on what it is, the target. And the target is our father. And learning all the experiences and whatnot that has built up and made us come to this point. We don't throw away yes. the things that mm. have, that we reset. Because if we throw it away, then we're going to fumbling around and lose everything that we've already gained. So that was so amazing. It just... It's, it's just the picture is just, you guys are amazing. So thank you for your word. That's just, thank you. Let me Can tell I, you. Oh, one second. Who is this? Is a different person? Oh, is a different person? Talking? Oh, no. <laughs> I was just going to say that when God takes you through a reset, you don't, or when you, when you go through a, any type of healing or victory, Look, when you actually take down the giant, you're not going to forget none of that. And you're not going to go back because what you've gone through, he's given you the authority to take down in other people's lives, right? So you, you won't forget it. Believe me, you won't want to go through it again. <laughs> Be right. Uh, <laughs> this is 
joyful Jamila and I was um thinking about what the um what the lady just said about the athletes and everything cuz um it's like um like muscle memory, you know, um, and being reminded of knowing what it is that you had to do to get through that certain thing. Just I'm an athlete. So you see somebody coming in a certain position or defense coming to attack, you know, what kind of move it is you need to make, um, you know, to attack them back to, to score. So, you know, just knowing how God brought us out and what we did the last time, what he told us to do, just doing it again. That was all. I was just thinking, um, telling Dwayne, I said, have you ever had, like, have you ever broken anything and had it had to have it reset? Oh, buddy. <laughs> Some resets are not, are not fun, but are necessary if you want to be restored. And to, to full health. And it takes a process sometimes. And um, especially with athletes, I think that's one of the hardest things because if an athlete is injured um, and ha- has to have something reset, then they have a waiting period um, before they can get back into the game. And there are there are resets, you know, I've had in my own heart where I've had brokenness and the Lord had to reset it. And then I had to wait until that restoration, I was no longer sensitive to the things um, that, that, that hurt me in the first place. You know, I was, I was restored back, but doing, we allow Jesus to do the restoration process again, it's, it's accelerated. It's a good work. You don't have to go back. Um, And, and then, and, and then, and what you were sharing is, you know, when you're an athlete that your, your focus is to, to win, you're in it to win it, right? And that's what's great is that, like, you're you're also studying your opponent. <laughs> you know, you're studying your opponent to see what it is that they're doing, and you are calculating, strategizing, um, positioning, um, because you want to to win it. And God has people in certain places in which He wants them to um, to to focus on the win because it's a victory that's about to happen. It's a victory that's going to happen, and he positions you in such a way, and so that you can uh, learn all the strategic ways on defeating um, and conquering and having victory. Good morning. Good morning. Amazing declaration, Dwayne and Sarah. I love you guys' sound. Um, and what you guys bring to declare victory is just, um, it resonates with all of us, as you can tell, but you guys are just right on. And this is Sister Priscilla. Um, I've got a couple of big giants in my life right now that I'm dealing with. And something you said, um, let me know that God's in there, which is great. When you said that God will send people and a new community when God is doing something. And my new community definitely is declare victory, but God has also sent um, one or two people in my life that weren't there, say, last year um, that I can open my heart up to and talk to about, you know, challenges that I have and just making sure that I'm with aligning myself with God. But this, you you gave here, um, you said something, You I think I heard it correctly, I wrote it down, you have to allow God to weaponize you. 
And I thought, okay, what does that mean is what went through my head. Um, And then, Sarah, you also said purpose to the process of your promise. So there's a process here. You gave so Mm -hmm. many nuggets. You gave so so many nuggets of clarity of how it works, how to get it done. Um, And then I love the way you started out. I said a hard reset. I am in a hard reset. No Mm -hmm. doubt about that. Got off track somewhere, doing things my way. yeah, that's all. I'll just say that. So I just wanted to say that before I jump up here and put on some clothes on and get out here and go to work. Um, because it was just right on. I'm going to listen to it again because I'm just um, kind of a little, I feel like I'm a little stuck in understanding some of it. Um, but I really liked it because it was just practical, like practical applications of how to get through a hard reset. <laughs> That's what I heard this morning, mm-hmm. and it was right on time, and it was definitely for me. Um, when you, Sarah, when you would say things like, I feel like some people are on this line that are, you know, um, this thing or that thing about your heart, hard reset, that was definitely me, no doubt mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> um, so I guess my question, well, the first question, you said Isaiah 43, but I didn't get the, the verses. Brother Dwayne, you had mentioned that, and I didn't get the verses. Can you give me that, please? Of which one again? Isaiah 43. Oh, Isaiah 43, verses 1 and 2, and then 18 and 19. Okay. And uh, well, um, yeah, the, the weaponizing, um, it's kind of like Sarah said, you, what you get victory in, you can utilize to help walk somebody else into their victory. Like that, you don't lose that. That stays in, but that's also used as a weapon against the enemy. Any, your joy, your victory, what you receive is a weapon against the kingdom of darkness. Uh, and Sarah said, Got well, it. See, the, the weapons of our warfare are mighty in the pulling down of strongholds. So our... <clears throat> When and in the Bible, what happened is when when they would take down the giants, and when they took down the giants, um, or they would, or even just in war in general, when they would when they would battle and win, then a couple of days later they would go back and they would gather the plunder of their enemies. When they gathered the plunder, they oftentimes would pick up their weapons. Now, if you've taken down a giant, that's a pretty big weapon. <laughs> so you've now, um, when, when the giant comes down, and he will, and let me tell you, I will give you forewarning, that they don't like to leave. <laughs> and it sometimes seems like um, when something comes, uh, is about to go down, it fights its hardest. That's how you know you're right where you need to be. And God will take over from there. But You've got to hold on to your maker. Hold on to Jesus and ride it. Because I'm telling you, the, it gets worse before it gets better. But there is a process to it in which there's, there's things that you want to pay attention to as God is going to show you. I've noticed that God can supernaturally take a giant out of a person's life. No problem. I've seen people that have automatically come out of things and been healed from things and whatnot. But the people that he chooses, 
to go through the process of taking down a giant isn't aren't just going through that process for any old reason. It is because he is calling you to help other people take down those giants in their life. So it's important for you to pay attention to how he's showing you along the way, because he's going to show you um, and what it is that he's doing in partnership with you. So it's he's doing it, and he'll just say, just come into agreement. You come into agreement, the next thing he'll show you, you come into agreement with the Father. Before long, his voice is going to be the most strongest um, voice. You're not going to hear any other, other voice but his. And that's where we sit into the next, next month of focus because your focus will be so much onto him, you're not going to see the battle going on around you because God is literally covering you through it. So um, there's a purpose in the process to your promise. So hang in there. It gets worse before it gets better, but you hang on to Jesus. And when that baby comes out, you're going to be running for joy in the in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> Believe me. Thank you so much, you two. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Good morning. This is Sister Sylvia again. And I just wanted to say that... Uh, what stood out for me more than anything, and I'm sorry I'm outside because I'm at the laundromat, what stood out for me more than anything was the part about this giant. Um, I realized that the giant can can be me. Um, and taking down that giant in, in prayer this past, uh, just yesterday, I asked God the last few days to just move me out of the way. You know, I can be my own obstacle a lot of times. And so I just asked God to move me out of the way and so when I when you talk about the giant, it reminds me of a book that I have that I haven't read yet. I've had it for a while in a Bible study uh, called Goliath Must Fall, Winning the Battle Against Your Giants. And it's by um, uh, Louis, Louis Giglio. Goliath that's Must Fall. That's a good writer that's right a, there. Yeah. Yes, Louis Giglio. Yes, yeah, so, that's a good writer. Mm-hmm. Right. So I've had this book for quite a while. You know, we can have things just like the Bible, but doesn't mean we're opening it up and we're reading it. So I've done a couple other Bible studies, but because I have this book and this Bible study, it's like I'm asking God, and I love this reset all month long. I'm just, my whole mind, my whole thoughts are on reset, uh, focused after the reset. But right now, Goliath must fall. Goliath is me. I need to move myself out of the way. I can be my own obstacle. I know the plans I have for you, said the Lord, not to harm you, but for you to prosper. But first, I have to move myself out of the way so that he can use me in the way that he needs for me to be. And so I'm going to pull that book down, dust it off, and start working on getting this giant out of the way. So I thank you so much for that because it's just like a, it's, it's just right there. It's the Holy Spirit. And I love how you talk about uh, the people that he brings in your life. I have two women, like somebody just said, I didn't know a year ago, two Christian women. And not only are we doing Bible study, but we're writing books together. We have a writing group, the three of us. Every week we hold each other accountable for writing pages to our to our memoirs and to our books. But we're doing Amen. our Bible study, yes, and then we're doing this other study, and then we get together and we talk about it. 
you know, but most of all, these are women I never knew a year ago. But God is sending women into my life. I'm listening to women on this line. I have my mentor, Sister Lisa Porter, and I'm telling you, he, the more that he does and pours into me, I'm able to pour into other people. And uh, just real quickly, I just want to say I went up to Fresno this weekend, too, because it's a fundraiser I'm working on. And one of the guys, his name is Armando, he took me around to the rural areas of outside of Fresno. And, oh, my God, please, please pray for these farm workers and their families that are living in, like, third world countries right here in California, in Fresno. It's heartbreaking. It is very heartbreaking. And so just please uh, lift them up in prayer, every one of you. Thank you. A lot of children included. A lot of children. Thank you. That yeah, giant so must yeah. fall, too. Yes. <laughs> you are a giant slayer. Um, not just yeah, – it, it, yeah, I, just, I heard that you're a giant, you're a giant slayer. <laughs> He's training you. Um, um, I'm not so – I mean, like – Take it for what it's worth, but I I'm not, I wouldn't be so concerned about your your um you you are a leader, and um I I feel like the Lord is saying I speak to you plain and clearly because that's how you like to be spoken to, and He's going to begin begin to say He's going to begin to put things in your heart, and you got to just know that that's Him, it's Him. Um, prayer intercession for people taking down giants that's all up your alley and he's just training you that's it he's going to be training you um and and training others how to take down giants getting out of our own way that's just it's just a surrender it's just a heart check that's all it is it's just saying lord is my heart in the right place is this me or is this you it's just a consistent questioning father holy spirit because i don't feel that you have a heart that is rebellious or prideful. And so that's how we check our heart. Am I in rebellion or I'm in, or am I being prideful? If if the Lord is saying no, then you're just being the leader that God has called you to be. Right? You're going to be outspoken because God wants to use your mouth. You're going to be Thank you're you. going to be ta- you're going to use your mouth to take down giants. Yes, I receive that. Thank you. Yeah. I surrender. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're <laughs> Can I ask Sister Sylvia, what's the name of that book that she mentioned about the giants? It's called Goliath Must Fall. Goliath Must there's Fall. A, yeah, there's a book and there's a study guide that goes along with it. And that's self-giants, right? Is that what? When no, the giant said was, Goliath Must Fall, winning the no. battle against your giants. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, thank you, because that's what I thought I heard, because that's exactly what what I, what I you talked about was kind of what I'm going through as well. So thank you for that. I'm going to um, get that book. Thank you. You're welcome. What what I love, Sylvia, too, is, you know, what happens is God, God has us go take down our giants, and then the next thing we'll be taking down <laughs> bigger, bigger giants, cities country, whatever. And you mentioned one already. You're already you're already feeling the heart for the farmers in Fresno, right? You're all, he's already leading you there. Right? That's what it is. It's 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 uh there's a progression when we talk about the giants. He has a slay the giants he in our lives and then it goes into regional. Right? And then it just grows. 
That's, that's the yeah. progression that he does. He teaches us how to take down the things in our lives because what, how can we help another person or a church or a region if we haven't taken down the ones in our own lives? So you guys are all on the right track. Yes, thank you. And anybody that want to do this study together, let me know because it's good to do it in numbers. Thank you. I just heard you. I was getting dressed. This is Priscilla. Sorry. Um, I would love to study with you on on the taking down the giant. So I don't know how we connect, but um, I didn't even I don't even think I heard your name, but I just heard your offer. <laughs> so I just wanted My to name let is you Sylvia. know. Okay, Sylvia, okay. I'm gonna write down your name. Could you okay. post Go something ahead. up and declare victory? Sylvia? This is Judy. I'm posting the book. I'll post the book and then we can uh-huh. go from there. I got it already. I'm yeah. told to do it. Okay. I'm gonna post Sounds it in good. the victory room. And then one last thing. I'm sorry, the lady that asked my name. What's your name again? My name is Priscilla. Priscilla. Okay. We'll, we will connect, Priscilla. Thank you. <laughs> Love that. Oh, guess what's happening, guys? God is creating community and connections already. I love it. Is there anyone else that wanted to share before we pray out? I ask for prayer for just mental um, attacks, just in general. This is Edie. Okay. Yeah, let's pray for that. Um, have you have you noticed an increase just recently, or is this over? It's yeah, it's changing though. You know, I've, uh, um, discernment's changed for me since 2018, but lately it's more spiritual warfare, and I've already um, reached mm-hmm. out to one of my pastors. But it's getting stronger, and so I'm just, what I probably should have said. Well, yeah, it's part of mental too, just the warfare part of the the mind. Would love to. Father God, you just heard Dee Dee. You just you heard her request. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, because you're all over it. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that when we put on our full armor of God, we put on the helmet of salvation. And that protects us, Father God. I pray, Father God, that you would wrap Dee Dee up in your love and you would just protect her mind. Father God, from the enemy's attacks, we just cancel all assignment of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus that would come against her mind. I thank you, Father God, that you are um, using Didi to take down um, the enemy's lies. And I pray, Father God, that you would allow her to speak truth. I pray, Lord, that you bring people into her life that will speak truth. I thank you, Father God, for the, for the, for the um, people that are going to be walking into her world and that are going to speak truth, and it's going to cancel out the lies, Father God. I pray, Father God, um, will we hold every thought captive to the knowledge of Jesus Christ? Anything outside of that, Father God, is not received. It falls to the ground. It doesn't need to, to penetrate. I pray, Father God, for peace of mind. I pray, Lord, that for your peace that passes all understanding, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for the training ground in which you're teaching, Didi, um, in the in the realm of discernment and the discerning discerning of spirits, Father God, as she begins to 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 um, see with 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 eyes 
hear with ears that, that are from heaven, Father God, to see the spirit of the matter behind what she's experiencing, what she's hearing, Father God. So that when she, when she hears and sees, Father God, that she will actually see the root of what's happening and why. So that, Lord, she can um, come into agreement with the heaven over the things, Father God, that you want her. Lord, you don't allow things to happen to people unless you're, you're training them, you're showing them, you're teaching them, Father God. So I thank you, Lord, for what you're teaching Didi and what you're training her in so that she can know how to pray with accuracy and she can know, Lord, how to take down um, the things and dismantle some things. Father God, there's things that need to be dismantled. So I thank you, Father God, that you're using the weapons of our warfare. So I thank you, Lord, that you are weaponizing Didi and, and, um, and she is accessing new weapons, Father God, um, and that those are weapons are going to be bringing down strongholds. And I just pray, Father God, that you would give, you would just give an extra um, anointing to, to um, assist her in, in, in the, the battles that she's in, Father God. We just thank you, Father God, Lord, that we don't give up, but we press into the Father who is the one who will just take down all of the enemy. And we'll reveal the strategies and the tactics of the enemy so that we can be one step ahead and we can, and we can step knowing in authority of Jesus that we can step into um, promises, Father God. We can step into newness of life. We can step into the abundance of life, Father God, um, because you are in that process in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Much love to all of you. Have a wonderful Saturday and wonderful weekend. Love you. Love you guys. Bye, too. Thank you. Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye, you guys. Have a blessed day. Love you all. Have a blessed day. Love you all. Love you guys. Bye.
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while I'm staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while I'm staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Declare. 